You're listening to the Casanova Podcast, bringing you the latest in gaming, politics, and other entertainment. Now here's your host, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber, Mikel Casanova. And welcome everyone to another episode of the Casanova Podcast, the number one syndicated podcast in the state of Hawaii. I'm your host, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber, Mikhail Casanova. I'm back at you with another amazing episode, another phenomenal interview. And this time I've got with me the voice of God, Richard Epcar himself, the man of over 500 voices. He's voiced Raiden from Mortal Kombat, Akuma from Street Fighter V, he's the voice of Sejiro Hiko from Rurouni Kenshin, and so many more, including the Joker from the Injustice series as well as the Infinite Crisis series. So if you guys are ready to do it, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to interview this amazing guest. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get right into this episode. Alright, welcome everyone to another episode of the Casanova Podcast, Hawaii's number one podcast. This is your host, Mikhail Casanova, and I have with me the legendary Richard Epcar. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Epcar, please introduce yourself to the audience, and it is such an honor to have you on the show. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm Richard Epcar. Uh, for those who don't know who the hell I am, <laughs> I'm uh, the voice of Raiden in Mortal Kombat. I'm the voice of the Joker in several Batman games, including Injustice, Gods Among Us. Um, I am, uh, what else? Uh, I'm Akuma in Street Fighter V. Uh, I'm Joe, Joe Star in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and mm -hmm. Jigen in Lupin Third and Bato in Ghost in the Shell, and 500 more different shows and uh characters yep you are truly the man of over 500 voices <laughs> yes yeah true all right um can, can you give us uh like a, a bit of a a background on yourself you know of you know how you got into the industry and you know the different things you've done from acting to voice acting to directing um well i guess it uh you know, I've always wanted to be an actor. I think that started out when I was a little kid. And uh, when I was in, you know, like uh, first grade or kindergarten, I used to put on these little skits with my friends. So I was always really into uh, to wanting to be, to do something in this business. Mm. And uh, when I went to college, my stepmom convinced me to go into commercial art because I was, I was an okay artist, but uh she tried to dissuade me from uh, going into show business because she thought it would be, you know, very tough, tough road to hoe. And mm -hmm. so uh, I believed her for some silly reason. And then uh, I went to uh, the University of Arizona and I, the art department was right next to the drama department. And they, one day they had an audition sign. So I went in there and auditioned for The Crucible and got the lead. And then the dean of the drama department pulled me aside and said, hey, we'll, we'd like to have you. Uh, he said, what's your major? I said, commercial art. He said, we'd like to have you as a performing arts major, and we'd like to put you on full scholarship. So how can you say no to that, right? So Wow. 
And so I said, okay. So it, they paid for my tuition all four years, and uh, I did plays, and I uh, got into SAG doing uh, some TV shows and some commercials there, and then I came out to L.A., and I did a lot of soaps and television, and uh, and then my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, did some movie, and they had... Uh, um, a movie that they had done that they weren't that crazy about the uh, the voices of the actors so they had auditions and she said can i bring my boyfriend who was me mm-hmm. and i went there and the guy said have you done this before and i said oh i've done it a million times and i never did it before in my life <laughs> and i i went in there and i really took to it like a duck to water because i'm also a drummer and there's a lot of rhythm to uh, dubbing in particular so uh mm-hmm. i did that and got the part and then they really liked me and they had me back i did a bunch of roles for them and from that I got into Robotech, and then Robotech kind of blew up, and then I started doing Digimon and all these other shows. Uh, you know, like every every anime in the world came into <laughs> L.A. I was on, and then uh, then I started doing the games, which was great, and I started uh, directing all this stuff and writing the stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, so it just it's been uh, it's been a really uh, a lot of fun. I've been very very fortunate. I've been working constantly for thirty plus years out here, and. Uh, uh, it's it's worked out very well for me. That's amazing, man. It's it's <laughs> it's it it is really blowing my mind. Like so many characters that you know I've grown up because I'm I'm an '80s baby, so I've grown up yeah. listening to you voice so many characters like over the years from you know Sajira Hiko from Ronnie Kenshin to you know Batsu from from Ghost in the Shell. It's just, it's amazing. Like being able to (laughs) mention Bleach and Naruto. Yep. uh, Transformers. That's a huge one. Also, I got to mention, I also wrote a third of that series, robots in disguise and played armor hide in that. And then in the new, uh, new transformer movie, uh, movie game, I'm, uh, I'm Skywarp in uh, War for Cybertron, so that's, you know, I love being part of the, the transformer, transformer universe. That's amazing, man. I, I didn't even know that you got to write a third of it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff a lot of people don't know that, I, that I've done or that I'm involved with because there's just so much stuff of it. You know, it's just, but it's been good. I've been, you know, I'm constantly busy. I'm constantly do, doing stuff. And, uh, and right now I'm involved again with Loop on the Third. We just, you know, the first time I did it was about 12-some uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. We did we did the Red Jacket series for Jenny on, and then uh, it kind of came back to us in a weird way, and uh, I got to do it again, and my wife co-directed it with me. We did the Blue Jacket series, and that was on uh, Toonami and did really well. In fact, they're rerunning it right now. Oh, and wow. uh, so and then we've got a bunch of other movies that we're going to be doing, Lupin movies, and, and another Lupin series, so we're... We're very excited about that, and it's really nice to uh, reunite with Jigen, who's one of my favorite characters. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, since since you've had such a legendary career and role in like numerous animes and video games, with your portrayal of characters from Batu of Ghosts in the Shell to Ansem and Terra Xehanort and Kingdom Hearts to you know Raiden and Mortal Kombat and Akuma and Street Fighter Five, you know, I have to ask, being known as the man of over five hundred voices. How does it feel knowing that you've been able to impact and influence generations of fans from the 80s to the current day? Well, that's nice to know. I uh, I don't really walk around thinking about that, but, <laughs> but that's 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 lovely to know. I mean, you know, we do we do do uh, uh, conventions uh, during the year, and uh, 
it's a really a great time for us to go and to meet people who, you know, and you do meet people that are impacted by your work and it makes you feel good. I mean, I've had a lot of people come up and say, you know, I was going through a really rough patch and, you know, this character really helped me a lot. And, you know, it makes you feel good. It's, uh, you know, it's nothing necessarily that we have control over, but it's nice to know that uh, something that we we were involved in, that we were creative with, uh, uh, actually helped somebody to get through. So that's kind of a nice nice thing so that's you know obviously that's a good feeling definitely and you know one of the other things i want to ask because I, I see it often um when i you know when i've had uh, other voice actors on here from dorothy fawn to you know michael t coleman and griffin burns mm -hmm. um i've noticed that uh sometimes when you guys are credited in roles you're having different names than your real name is that like a norm to have like a stage name for voice acting or no, honestly, that's just a that's a union non union thing to be honest. Oh. <laughs> you know, they don't uh, uh, if they're working non union, they don't want anyone to know they're working non union. They oh. might come up with a nom de plume if you know what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay, so okay. That's really what that's about. Okay, and um, what would you say? Like, what is the process of becoming, um, you know, separate from voice acting, but you know, in becoming an actor and. You know, what have been some of the, your favorite roles to act as or act in? Well, Raiden is one of my all-time favorite roles because he he's such a noble character, and I, I just really love him. He's a, he's a very powerful character, but yet he's very gentle. And he, But yet he's, you know, he, he's very um, uh, convicted to what he believes in. And mm. uh, he is a, he's the protector of Earthrealm, and he... He just really would do anything for Earthrealm, and I just I love his commitment. I love his uh, nobility. Mm. I love his uh, his honor. He has great honor. He's a yeah. wonderful character. And the the flip side of that coin is the Joker, who's a lot of fun to play, but he's really a despicable character. Uh, but the fun thing about playing him is you can do anything and go crazy and just you know do pretty much anything you want. <laughs> but I mean, he really is a Raiden and Joker, are like the yin and yang, and it's funny because. You know, I've I've appeared uh, in several games playing Raiden and the Joker together in those games, so yeah. it's kind of fun. Uh, you know, one was uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, and then recently we just had uh, uh, Injustice: Gods Among Us Two, where uh, where the Joker and Raiden are both in those games yeah. in that game. So, so that's fun. I mean, there's a lot of them. Bato is one of my favorites. Uh, he's just a he's another really. Uh, strong character who's also noble and uh you know has a really wry sense of humor mm -hmm. and uh uh jegan is another one of my favorite characters he's really, really great uh, there's so many great ones uh it's just it's hard to to name them all uh there was a there was a game i did years ago called xenosaga i don't know if you remember that or not oh i'm a huge xeno uh xenoverse fan like from xenogears to xenosaga to the current Xenoblade, like I, I played them all. You were nice. Z you well, were Ziggy. I, I was uh, yeah, Ziggurat Eight. I was Ziggy <laughs> in that, and he was to me. He was really a wonderful character to play because, you know, he, there was so much pathos in that character. And as an actor, it was really fun to play him. He he went through a lot, and uh, you know, he he tried to kill himself, and they resurrected him and uh, brought him back and made him do his their bidding. So yeah, he was uh, he was really fun to play as an actor. I really enjoyed that character. 
Um, there's there's so many of them. There there's a the crazy teacher in the GTO that I played who was really nuts, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really fun. I mean, I, <clears throat> and Bo 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 Bo. I love playing him. He's a <laughs> crazy character. Um, you know, these are you know these are fun characters because they're just so insane and just really fun to play them. Um, but yeah, I get to, I get to play a variety of characters, which I'm really fortunate, in, and I love that. I love. I love comedy. I love drama. I love doing it all, and I'm 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 uh, able to do both of them, which is great because a lot of people, you know, they get pigeonholed as you know doing just comedy or drama, and mm-hmm. so it's really nice to do the to run the gamut, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've been casting director for several shows from Van oh, Hart. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have to inter- I have to mention Ansem too because the Kingdom Hearts fans would be very upset with <laughs> if I didn't mention Ansem. He's a he's a huge character. And, yeah, uh, very well loved, and uh, I'm really enjoying. Uh, I really enjoy playing him as well. So I'm sorry. Go on to your question. Oh no no no. Um, I was going to say you know you've been uh, casting director for several shows from Vandal Hearts, Flames of Judgment to Lupin the Third, and even Robotech and Crime Story. Uh, yeah. What what was that process like? Well, you know, I mean, usually uh, I'm the casting director of shows that I direct. So, uh, you know, I I, uh, I bring in people that I want to work with. Or I bring in people that I think are, are really good and do a nice job. And, you know, and occasionally I try to help people and, you know, uh, let, uh, try to open the door for them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, honestly, it's it's a difficult uh, it's a difficult thing. And I think a lot of the misstep that some, some actors make is that they, they uh, are you there still? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. Something happened on my phone. Oh. <laughs> um, there, I think the misstep that they make is they they try to 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 go in when they're not ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I think you really need to to feel confident and uh, and and well trained and like you're ready to go before you get in that booth. Because uh, if you come in the booth and you don't do very well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we remember that, and uh, it'll probably be a long time before you, you get a chance to go in there again. So, I just think that uh, people really need to uh, to feel like they're ready to do it when they go in, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's the that's the whole key. And you know, honestly, with me, we have a company. My wife and I have a company called Epcar Entertainment, mm-hmm. and uh, we've been doing a lot of projects. And we always get these jobs where they need them, and you know like five minutes you know like you know like when we did lupon we had three weeks to do 26 episodes which was ridiculous i mean we should have had six wow. months to do it. and we really had to book on it. and that's why ellen and i co-directed it because we worked from nine in the morning to 11 at night every day and we were in two different studios and we just that was the only way we could have finished it in time so it was really nuts but we we have to go super fast and the reason i bring this up is that you know a lot of times when people are starting out they're green they're not very fast and uh, it's kind of hard to throw you in there Mm -hmm. and have you do it and as much as i'd like to give everyone a chance uh i'm kind of under the gun by the client to finish this stuff very quickly you know Mm -hmm. so uh it's tough but you know that being said uh i'm open to new people and i've worked with a lot of people that i don't know in the past and uh you know, if somebody says to me, hey, this person's really good, give them a chance, I will, you know, I certainly will. Uh, you know, and I, I certainly don't have a problem with uh, with bringing people in for auditions, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take away all hope, but, uh, yeah, you can, uh, it's it's tough, and it's a very competitive business. 
And for some reason, I think people think it's really easy to do, but it's not. It's not easy to do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people like to do it. I, I remember when Ellen and I used to go to these conventions, and Ellen would ask the audience, how many of you guys want to be actors? And a lot of hands would go up. And now when she asks the people, how many want to be actors? Not too many hands go up. But when she says, how many of you want to be voice actors? Like a lot of the hands go up. And it just, I think people think that, that being an actor is much easier than being an actor. Uh, a voice actor is being much easier than being an actor. And I think that's uh, it's kind of a fallacy in a way. Wow. What, what do you think, um, why, would, why do you think people would think that though? Like that's, that's interesting to hear. I think people just think, oh, well, you just read the script. You know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to prepare. You don't have to memorize it. And, mm -hmm. you know, that part's true. You don't have to memorize it. And memorizing a part is can be very difficult depending on, you know, the length of the, 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 the script and, you know, how soon you have to have it done and that whole thing. I mean, listen, I've done a lot of on-camera stuff, so I completely understand that. But, uh, you know, I just think they have it in their head that it's just not that that. You know, we make it look easy, so they they think it's easy. But, you know, to really to to really make it work and and be believable and and suck the audience in and bring those pages to life, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's a it really is a you know a lot of work, and it's uh, it, you, you kind of have to know what you're doing. So, you know, it's truly like you you are truly a master of your craft. And I thank you. I appreciate I, that. I I greatly appreciate the work that you've done bringing all these different characters to life. And thank you. you know, one leading from you know being casting director to director, uh, that was my second question was, uh, what is it like you know since you've been the director for like Lupin the Third and Rurouni Kenshin? Like, how was that? Because those are legendary franchises. Yeah, they. Uh, it was great. I mean, you know. You know, basically, the difference between acting and directing is when you're an actor, you go in and you do your piece of the puzzle. You create your character, and you you know you bring that character to life, mm -hmm. and you're working with the director. But when you're the director, basically, you're putting the puzzle together. It's your puzzle, so you're you're kind of putting the pieces together and making it work the way you want it to work. So. Uh, you know, it's really kind of nice. I mean, I love doing both of the jobs. Uh, when I direct a lot, I really miss acting. And when I act a lot, I miss directing. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the nice thing about directing is uh, that you have control, you know. And sometimes as an actor, you don't have control. I have to, you know, defer to the director. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, being a director myself, I won't always agree with the director. But, be, but because they hired me to be the actor, you have to basically, you know, have the director direct you so uh you know that can be tough sometimes and it's nice when i get the opportunities to self-direct which i really love because then there's no argument at all i you know i know exactly what i want and i can i i work with the guy that i respect so <laughs> <laughs> so it works out well awesome yeah um you know so you are the voice of the master of kenshin humoras uh of roy kenshin uh, Sejiro Hiko the 13th. Your portrayal yeah. of Hiko is legendary. Thank Wh you. What was it like portraying him and honestly portraying the strongest character in Veroni Kenshin? Because I feel like anyone else who's taken on the role as a yeah. voice actor, like they're good, but in my mind, I, and it's probably because I watched the, the, uh, the, I think it was Media Blasters dub. Yeah. Um, 
because I watched that one first, I I can only picture your voice as Hiko, your portrayal as Hiko. Where where is Media Blasters? Where part of the country are they? In? Mm, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't know who they are, but I I don't think they're in Los Angeles. I was going to say, why didn't they have me come back and reprise my role? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that if they if they do, I mean, I've I've heard uh, rumors of uh, of a Hiko story coming down the pike mm-hmm. that they that they may do, and I I hope they I hope they remember and bring me back. It would be nice. I I really liked the character. I thought he was really great, and. Uh, uh, he was he was a wonderful character, and I you know I I loved I I love playing those kinds of characters you know the ones that are kind of teaching uh, uh, a student, and I just think it was really fun. Uh, you know I've done a few of those kinds of characters over the years. I was in uh, Fighting Spirit. I played the coach mm-hmm. in that, and uh, he was a lot of fun. And I got to direct. You know, talking about directing myself, I did that series and directed the series and played the coach in it and a few other characters. And that was fun. And, uh, you know, it was the same thing with Hiko. You know, he just, he, he's just a really, you know, a fun character. He <laughs> liked to, he liked to taunt, uh, you know, uh, him and, uh, uh, Kenshin. And he's, he, you know, listen, it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, the, the character, what is it, Ichigo? Uh, in, uh, I'm trying to remember what the show is. But he's very, he's very similar to another character that I do that's got kind of the same kind of thing that he's the teaching him. You know how to how to fight with a sword and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I, they seem to think of me for these kinds of parts a lot, which is nice. I mean, they're they're fun parts to play. I mean, this it's, it's your voice because I remember like when you called me yesterday and we were, you know, to set up. I was I was like, hello, you like Mikkel? I'm like, is this the voice of God? <laughs> <laughs> I think I scared the hell out of you. Actually. Yeah, you did. I was like, did I do something? <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, man. so so um, you know, when you're selected for a role for a movie or anime or a video game, what is the process for you to get into the mind of the character to properly portray them? Well, it, it depends on the media, mm-hmm. you know, or the medium, I should say. Um, you know, if it's if it's a voice job, uh, basically you just show up, and most games and most anime you do not see the script until you're in the booth mm-hmm. so you you there's no way to really prepare for that stuff you just basically have to go there and hopefully uh if it's an original uh uh you know recording where you're where you're recording the stuff like we do for uh let's say mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. we go in and we record the tracks and then they animate to our voices so if you're going and oh. doing something like that on a game then you you hope that they have a picture of the character because once I see a picture of the character I, I'm going to know what he's going to sound like because I can just look at the character and then I'll 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 come up with a voice mm-hmm. that I feel would come out of that character's mouth okay. and uh, that's just from you know experience and doing this for you know so many years that I that I can just look at something and get a, get an idea what he sounds like um, if you're going for an on-camera thing that's a whole different thing and you have to prepare and you have to learn your lines and you have to do all that stuff and uh, it's a little it's a little more involved um, but I do really enjoy the immediacy of voice acting because you basically are thrown in there and you have to cold read a performance which mm-hmm. is no small feat, and it's really difficult for a lot of very famous actors. They can't do it. I've directed a lot of them, and they're not very good, some of them, 
that oh, come wow. in <laughs> and try to do it because it's it's just not their it's not their forte. It's a different style of acting. It's like somebody saying, "Well, I'm you know I'm a dancer. I'm really good at kabuki dancing." Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't mean you you would make a good ballerina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a different style. And and voice acting and on camera acting are very different styles of acting. And uh, I I don't think the producers always get that. The clients don't get it because. They always ask me to hire these guys who are, you know, they're they're well-known celebrities, but yet they're not really voice actors. So mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily uh, behoove their project to bring these guys in, but they, they want them for their marquee value, you know. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's different. It's a different style, and it's a different, uh, different thing. And, uh, you know, I try to work with those guys and help them. And I think I think voice acting is more akin to uh, theater acting, mm-hmm. which, is, I, uh, which I also do. You know, and I and I enjoy all the different styles of acting, and uh, you know, it's really fun. It really is fun. I, I was I was going to say I think the biggest difference between the on camera stuff and the voice acting is most of the on camera stuff you're basically relegated to the way you appear, mm-hmm. whereas the voice acting stuff you can pretty much do anything that you can create in your in your mouth, you know what I'm saying, or, mm-hmm. or any voice that you can create. So yeah. I could play characters that don't look anything like me, but I can play characters that do look like me. But I'm just saying it's it's kind of it's almost more creative in certain ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's yeah. and, so. Um, so do you like? Um, since I, I I know you're very well versed in acting. Uh, how are you with improv acting? Because I, I can oh, picture I, you being phenomenal with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy. It. I have a lot of fun with that, and uh, I always, uh, I always like to do those those kinds of things. You know, it's really fun. <laughs> and we do a lot of uh, we we do a lot of improving in the studio at times, and uh, I have a whole panel of outtakes that I do at conventions when I go to conventions <laughs> of some of the outtakes that we do, and those are those are all improv, you know, and they're fun. Hmm. And I love I love the uh, the thing of doing improv. It's really great. You know, that's actually like when I was in college. Uh, uh, it seems like a decade ago. <laughs> when I was yeah. in college, I used to do a lot of. Uh, I actually got shoehorned into theater, and I had no acting experience. But uh, I guess because I have a, I'm very spontaneous, and they they put me uh-huh. in roles where I could improv, and I'm like, I love this. This is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's so, it's really fun. It's fun to do that. Definitely. So I wanted to ask you, um, also, you know, you truly have brought the Joker to life in the Injustice oh, series and, and other, you know, from Mortal Kombat versus uh, DC Universe and many other mediums. Given yeah. that he has been voiced for so long by Mark Hamill, what were some of your steps that you took to not only preserve the legacy of the character, but also put your own spin on the character to make him your own? Well, the thing that I did to make up my own is, you know, this is true. People don't believe me because when I first did the Joker in Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe, everyone accused me of trying to sound like Mark, which I thought was kind of funny because this is this is absolutely true. I've never heard Mark's Joker to this oh, day. Wow. I have, not, I have not heard Mark's Joker. And I know, I know it's great and I know people love it, but I purposefully do not want to hear it right now because I don't want to be influenced by what he does. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, you know, the the thing with this character, he's a very iconic character, and I get I do get asked this question quite a bit. But you know, it's you you have to realize 
that the Joker's an iconic character, and Batman's an iconic character. Several actors have played Batman, and several actors have played the Joker. And, you know, when Mark and I are gone, there's going to be actors playing the Joker. Um, mm-hmm. It just, you know, he's he's one of those great characters, and I think it's, you know, I'm I'm very grateful for the opportunity to play him. He's a, he's a really fun character, and a very iconic character, and it's really nice to to play someone like that. Um, and I I really enjoy playing him. He's he's really, you know, a very interesting character. But like I say, um, you know, I think that that everybody, you know, everyone, you know, look at all the bonds we've had. We've had six different bonds, and they've mm-hmm. all done a job. They've all they've all, you know, they're different. And some people have their favorites, and that's fine. That's to be expected. But I think they've all done a nice job, and they've all made the character their own. And uh, I think that that's what a good actor does. A good actor does not try to to play another actor playing a character. A good actor plays the character, and that's what I, I'm doing with the Joker. And you're doing phenomenally well. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> I, you. I, I love your thank portrayal. You. <laughs> I, I appreciate that tremendously. Believe me, I would love to do a lot more of him. Um, I got to do him recently for a, uh, <laughs> of all things, an amusement park in uh, Dubai. They're doing a, a big, wow. uh, a big. It's called the Joker's Fun House, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to be building this big ride, this big, you know, Joker Batman ride, and uh, and it looked great, and it was fun. I got to work with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Tara Strong who does Harley, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Kevin Conroy does the Batman, so. Uh, it was it was a great cast, and we had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, uh, you know, I, I look forward to that. I said to them, "Are you going to fly us over there so we can see?" <laughs> he said, "No, I, you got to get over there yourself." I said, "Okay." <laughs> that would have been fun to go to Dubai and see the ride. You know, it's beautiful over there, man. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's fun. And I did him for uh, Infinite Crisis. I played the Joker on mm-hmm. that. And, uh, and a couple little things here and there, but I would love to, you know, I'd love to do an animated series doing him. I would really love that. That'd be uh, awesome, yeah. Yeah, it would be awesome. I would love love that. <laughs> so hopefully, we'll see, you know. I do, I actually am playing Commissioner Gordon right now in a thing called Batman Unlimited, which is a, a, a animated film series that Warner mm-hmm. Brothers is doing. And it's kind of fun. I, I didn't get a chance. See, it's, you know, whenever you switch... You know, casting directors or groups or whatever—they always mm-hmm. have their own their own group that they go with. But uh, I didn't even get a chance to audition for the Joker for that. I would have liked to have done that, but uh, I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, I got to hear your your take on um, Commissioner Gordon. I was like, "That's Richard." I was like, "What, man?" <laughs> I'm all over that Batman universe. Yeah, you the next are. thing I the next thing I want to do, I want to play Batman. So we'll see what happens. You should. I would yeah. love to hear that. Like, thank you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so, do you ever get to work with anime studios or film studios or gaming companies uh, directly for parts that for projects that you're part of, such as like uh, companies like Square Enix or Capcom or Bandai or Funimation? Well, you know, a lot of times. Uh, well, I work with Funimation. I did uh, when they did the. Uh, a woman called Fujiko Mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they flew me in, and you know I normally do Jigen, but they were they were very sweet actually, and they wanted me to be involved with it because I've been involved with all, you know just about all the Lupons since the beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted me to play Zenigata, which I thought was kind of weird at first because the Zenigata in our movies are all he's always so crazy and zany, and I just thought well that's kind of a weird 
thing, but they this I don't know if you saw a woman called Fujiko Mine, but it's very dark. Yeah, and, it is. Uh, so they they said, well, no, you'll be a good fit for this Zenigata because in in this series he's very dark and the whole thing is very dark. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought, okay, you know, and I did, and they were they were lovely. Couldn't have been nicer to me over there, and uh, so I worked with them, and uh, they were great. And they had me do a bunch of other stuff while I was there. I worked on Smite while I was there that game. Yeah, and played Poseidon in that. So yeah, they were wonderful, and that was thanks to uh, Chris uh, Sabat, who who does the voice of Jigen uh, for the Texas cast. So uh, yeah, he was he was really nice in bringing me in, and I really appreciated him doing that. Um, but uh, you know, as far as the other companies, I I have worked. You know, depending on the company, when I first started doing Kingdom Hearts, uh, we had uh, people there from Disney and Square Enix and. Uh, and when we did, uh, uh, you know, when I do, it, you know, it depends on the part and it depends on how early it is into the thing. When I, I directed the Blue Dragon, for example, mm-hmm. they had the creator there with me the whole time and they had guys from Microsoft and, uh, you know, all that. So, uh, oh, you got to work yeah. with Tetsuya Nomura. I yeah, mean, the guy who created uh, uh, Hiro, uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi. He actually lives out here in Hawaii. I, I was shocked to find that out. <laughs> well, the other guy, the other guy who put it together, his name is Roy. I can't remember his last name, but uh, he lives in Hawaii also, and wow. he's a super nice guy. And all those guys came in, and they were wonderful. You know, it was really great to work with them. And uh, you know, I get I get an opportunity to work with a lot of wonderful people and a lot of celebrities and different people like that, and different companies. And you know, we we've you know our companies worked with everybody and. And I've been hired by DreamWorks and Universal Pictures to go all over the world and supervise for them. So wow. I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff uh, involving this this business. It's really been interesting. And I've, uh, you know, I if I was just an actor, I don't think I would have been able to do all this wonderful stuff. So it's been it's been really great. It's amazing to see how voice acting has just skyrocketed. You know, going from the eighties yeah. till now. It's- yeah. <laughs> It's really something. I know, and everybody and their brother wants to do it now. It's kind of crazy. Because <laughs> I, I remember um, when I had uh, Dorothy Fawn on a couple of weeks ago, I asked her, I was like, when you you know, first got into voice acting for anime, like, did you think it was going to explode into what it is now? She's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a doll. I love Dorothy, and I, uh, I work with her whenever I can. And uh, we did a wonderful... Uh, thing together called dogs in space it was a russian animated feature i do the voice of jfk in it and i directed it and mm-hmm. uh, and she plays this dog who's uh, one of the dogs that goes to uh, to outer space mm-hmm. and it's 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 a really it's and i play i also play another character in it uh, uh the, their trainer the dog he's a german shepherd and uh, it was really fun it was really fun to do that and uh speaking of jfk i'm actually in a new project I don't know if I can talk about it. I won't give you the title, but okay. it's a brand new animated uh, uh, project uh, by a very, very famous film director who uh, who did this. Uh, he did this thing himself. He wrote it and he animated it himself. It's 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 incredible. And I play JFK in it. I do wow. the voice of. So yeah, it was really quite a quite an honor to to work on that. Definitely, will be keeping my eyes open for his project. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really. Cool. So, it's been good. <laughs> uh, when it comes to like uh, voicing Ansem and Terra Xehanort and Kingdom Hearts, 
How yeah. did it feel to land the role of one, or more correctly, two of the main characters and antagonists of the series, and what challenges <laughs> did you face and overcome? Well, this is a this is a really funny story. So Billy Zane did the first one. He yeah. was the he was Ansem in the first game, mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason, whether he he did not want to do it or they did not want him to do it, whatever the reason was, he he was only going to do one, I guess. So the way they found me was the guy who does the voice of Ansem in Japan does mm-hmm. the voice of Bateau in Ghost in the Shell. Oh, so so they ask uh, the uh, you know the Japanese producers asked Disney who does the voice of Bateau in America and they said Richard Epcar so they hired me now I've done over five hundred characters and I think I can count on one hand the times I've been hired without auditioning believe it or not mm-hmm. so uh, they hired me which was great now the first day I go in there to do this I didn't know anything about Kingdom Hearts I didn't play the game I didn't know anything about it I went in and uh, there was six Japanese producers and six guys from uh, Disney in the booth mm-hmm. and, and I would do one line and the engineer would come on the talk back and he would go just a minute and they would talk amongst themselves for five minutes mm-hmm. and then he would come back and say can you do that line a little slower and I would do the line a little slower, and they go, just a minute, and they would talk amongst themselves for five or ten. <laughs> Come back, can you do that line a little faster? And I would do the line a little faster. So this went on all day, and I was, like, ready to jump off a cliff. <laughs> we we had a break, and the engineer came out, and I pulled him aside. I said, how did Christopher Lee put up with this? He said, oh, they did it to him once. And he said, all right, I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do this. I'm going to read this script from the top to the bottom, and then I'm going home. And I thought, how cool is that? You know? Oh, I thought that was great. Yeah. So now I can do that. I've done six of them, so now I can do that. But, you know, literally, seriously, after the first one, they left me alone. And they just, uh, you know, they just wanted to make sure I was doing it the way they wanted me to do it. But it was interesting because I did it the way they wanted me to do it, but the fans were not happy with it. So, they, you know, I listened to the fans. The fans said, we want them more vicious. So I made them more vicious. Now the fans like me. So. (laughs) I mean, it, it's really awesome, like, because when I think about it, I'm like, okay, so the first Kingdom Hearts that came out, I feel like you had your Hollywood cast doing a lot of voice work, and then yeah. when two uh, Chain of Memories, and I lost count of how many sequels have come out, and prequels, and oh, prequels, yeah. yeah. like, well, I think I've done like six of them now, like I said. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it seems Which like... Which is great, keep them coming as far as I'm concerned, you know? So like, when it comes to three... Like, what can we expect? I, I, and I know you probably have an NDA. I know you can't talk about a whole lot, but what can we expect from your portrayals? Well, I, I can say this. It's going to be out in 2019. Okay. And it's gonna, it, I can say that because they've said that online. So I can, I can actually say that. Um, I can't tell you anything about what I've done or in the, you know, in the, in the context of the game. So, uh, you'll just have to wait and see, but it looks really good. Uh, the animation looks really good, and they're going to do a great job. And I know this is super anticipated, and it's literally for the last five or six years, every convention I went to, when's three coming out? When's three coming out? When's three coming out? When's three? <laughs> so I mean, they're they're really stoked to have this uh, come out. So uh, I'm, I'm sure once we uh, once it comes out, I hope I hope 
the fans are, are really happy with it and, and, and like it. So, you know. I mean, I, I think we will be. Uh, hasn't been a bad entry in the series so far. I mean, it's it, it well, that's the surprising thing, too. I remember when the first one came out, I didn't think, like, it was a unique concept of Disney and, and Final Fantasy mashing yeah. together. Like, I, I was like, okay, this is cool. I never would have thought it would have gotten to what, what it is now. Like, yeah, it's just, it's huge. I got to tell you a funny story. <laughs> uh, it was like a year or two ago. I went to um, uh, what's the name of the anime convention in Chicago? Um, um, oh boy, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it'll come to me. But, but okay. anyway, anyway, I, I was at this. It's a big convention there. It's a big anime convention. Asin. It's called Asin mm-hmm. in, in Chicago. So I was at Asin and. Uh, I had this uh, this young lady come up to me, and she said, uh, "She said, hey, would you would you come to my Kingdom Hearts panel?" And I said, "Well, what? When is your Kingdom Hearts panel?" She said, "At midnight." I said, "Oh, well, I I, I may be asleep by then, so I don't know. I can't I can't promise you anything." I said, "But you know, if I'm if I'm around, I'll you know I'll come by." So anyway, mm-hmm. you know, I figured there she'd have like you know fifteen twenty guys in in, in this panel, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I went to bed, and I'm like, I'm wide awake, and I'm looking at the clock, and it's midnight. I, so I called my uh, my handler. I said, listen, can you get me over to this this panel? They want me to, to pop in and say hi. She said, sure. So she takes me over there. I got dressed, yeah, obviously. <laughs> she takes me over there, and I walk in, and there must have been 2,000 people in this room. I mean, mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. And she stops. She goes, oh, my God, it's Richard Epcar. And the whole place goes nuts like the <laughs> Beatles just walked in. <laughs> but it, was like, it was unbelievable. And then uh, and she wanted me to sit at the panel. I said, no, no, I'm just, I just came in to say hi. I hope you guys are having fun, blah, 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 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did, a, I did a line from the show, and they went nuts. And then <laughs> I, I basically couldn't get out for an hour because everybody wanted my signature. So I was, like, signing, you know, everything. And it took me like an hour to get through everybody. And then I finally left and I thought, wow, well, I'm glad I did that because, you know, I, I just thought, you know, I, I just expected it to be some little silly uh, panel that was ginormous. And, and it just blew me away at how popular this game is. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. I, I'm just wondering, I'm like, after three, where do you go? Well, hopefully <laughs> to four. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like keep the series going. Keep it going. Keep I, it going. I, I can't wait because I'm, I'm, I do one of the things I do on the side, aside from uh, working at the hospital I work for as an analyst, um, I actually review games. Uh, so I work with Square and, and Sega and Capcom and Nintendo, and I'm on the PR list. So some of the stuff that they've sent me for Kingdom Hearts 3, I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's very cool. Very cool. Well, you, you see, you're more in the know than I am, really. <laughs> Oh man. Um so you you know, given that you've voiced uh the, the God of Thunder, Raiden in Mortal Kombat yes. series, what are some of your fun moments voicing the character and some of your challenges? Well the the fun thing was of course when I got to be Raiden with the Joker, I got to talk to myself. <laughs> you know, that's always <laughs> fun. I love that. But uh he's just really great, you know. He's almost like uh, he's almost like everyone's dad, you know, Raiden. He's always mm-hmm. he's always uh, expounding all this, uh, you know, wise advice to everyone and telling people, you know, what they should do and you know, trying to buck people up. And 
I mean, he, you know, he really is like everyone's dad, you know, a good dad, you know, uh, and uh, and I I like that aspect of him, and uh, mm-hmm. he, you know, he's just really fun. I, I I love playing him. I love I love the character. It's 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 one of the greatest gifts uh, that I've ever received, to tell you the truth, to play this character. I, I just love playing this character, and you know, I always whenever I go in and do him, I just feel very very fortunate to to be portraying him. And I know that he's, you know, he's really important to this to this world that they've created. So, you know, I, I always take it, you know, very seriously. And uh, he's just he's just a wonderful character. I just I love doing him. I love working with the people from the Realm Studios. They're all wonderful. Dom, who directs me a lot of the time, mm-hmm. uh, is great. Uh, Amanda is another director that comes in, uh, does a lot of stuff for them, and. Uh, and they've just been wonderful, and they're just great pe- people to work with, and uh, you know, like I say, just great to be part of this, you know. And also, you know, this is something that uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I, I worked years ago. I worked on the Mortal Kombat movie with uh, Christopher Lambert, and I did oh, wow. some voice work on that. And and Ed Ed uh, also worked on the guy who's the head of uh, NetherRealm Studios. Ed Boone. And, Ed Boone. Yeah. Uh, he. he he also worked on it and did some voices on it too. So we worked together on that movie and uh, it's just kind of funny. And, and Ed's, Ed's the guy who, you know, I guess he's, he's the licensor of this, of Mortal Kombat, but you know, just to be part of something that I, that I really loved. And, uh, you know, this franchise, which is a really cool franchise, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to be part of it, you know, I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm part of the transformer franchise of, Mortal Kombat, uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Final Fantasy, uh, Resident Evil. I mean, there's so many. Uh, Call of Duty, uh, World of Warcraft, yep. <laughs> uh, League of Legends. I mean, there's so many of these uh, these franchises that I'm part of. That's you know, it's just really wonderful to be to be part of these things. You know, it was it was a real challenge for me to create like the promotional thumbnail for uh, this podcast because I was like. I, I there's no way I can put all the characters that you voice. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of them. I was like, who do I put on there? That's why I, I put up uh, the Joker, uh, Raiden, Akuma, Geese. I was like, I want to put more, but I, I don't want to clutter it into one, you know, too much of one area. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a, it's a good it's a good problem to have, I guess, for me, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so I'm. I'm you know, and I know you probably can't answer this, but, <laughs> but, yes. are we going to be potentially seeing you or hearing you voice Raiden in the quote-unquote Mortal Kombat 11? Well, I can't really say. I can't either. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but let me put it this way. I would be very disappointed if I if it wasn't for me. You and me both. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, uh, this, um, so, audience, if if you guys are not uh, familiar with uh, NDAs, uh, we we just can't speak on certain things contractually. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, an NDA sp- stands for non-disclosure agreement. So, yeah. basically, you're signing an agreement to not disclose what you're doing. So, yep. I can't talk about these games uh, until they actually are released um uh so yeah it makes it tough you know it really it's it's it drives you nuts sometimes because you're you're working on these incredible projects and you want to 
you want to scream it to the moon, you know what I mean? And yeah. You can't tell anybody about it. It's really frustrating. I know um, uh, Michael T. Coleman, when I had him on, he was telling me that uh, when Capcom did the reveal for Cody and, you know, you could hear his voice. He's like, people were asking him, isn't that you? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but it sure sounds like me, doesn't it? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, they they get very you know, and the thing is, they get very upset if you do break your non-disclosure. And some people have actually gotten fired for doing that. So I don't want to lose a job over telling somebody something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's very difficult, and you know, you just have to kind of, you know, stick to your agreement that you made with them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so you are now not only the voice of Street Fighter veteran Akuma, but yeah. also of SNK's legendary Geese Howard of Fatal Fury and King of Fighters fame. Yes. How was it being able to voice not only one, but two legendary villains? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done a lot of villains over my, my time, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've I've done a lot of villains, a lot of heroes, and they're you know they're all really fun characters to do. Um, those those characters were great. Akuma uh, was somebody that I just took over in a in Street Fighter Five. I I did him in Street Fighter Five. There was some there was another actor doing him before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny because I had done some I'd done a bunch of stuff in Street Fighter years ago. I was uh, I was uh, Honda. And, yeah. uh, in uh, Street Fighter 2. And uh, so I was, you know, always looking to get back into that series and hope, mm-hmm. hopefully I could uh, do it again. And they, and as, uh, you know, fate would have it, they, they cast me as, as Akuma. So uh, it's good. And Akuma's a, a very, he's a, he's a great character. He's a lot of fun to do. And, uh, you know, it's a little tough to do him because he's very gravelly, his voice. You know, it's very, he's, you know what is it, the Master of the Fist? It's like you know, <laughs> like you will feel my wrath. <laughs> He'll kick your ass. Well. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I would love to see like him and Raiden fight and see what would happen, or you know, some of these other characters. I'd like to see some of my characters fight each other. Uh, it would be kind of interesting. I mean, with the way that um, Nam- Bandai Namco is doing with Tekken, I I can imagine it happening because you've got. Like, uh, what is it, the latest character in Tekken 7? You've got Negan from Walking Dead in it. You've got yeah. Akuma. You've got uh, Geese. You've got Final Fantasy characters. Like, Tekken is becoming the guest character <laughs> fighter. So, Yeah, that would be that would be very cool. And uh, Although they, they, they haven't been uh, dubbing those, have they? Uh, no, they haven't, no. Yeah, I would love it if they would, because then we could. I could do Akuma, I could do Geese, I could do all those characters. It'd be great. Because yeah, I, I was thinking about it, I was like, man, because when I saw the reveal for Geese, I was like, wait, I think that's Richard Hepcar. <laughs> that's, that's the voice of God. <laughs> so, so I saw that's the, the guy who, care, who called me earlier and scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like when I when I heard uh, you voicing his character, and I was thinking, wait, but. He's also the voice of Akuma. How come they're not using or allowing the English dub? I, I, I kind of feel like that was a missed opportunity for them because I would have loved to have seen it. I think it's a hugely missed opportunity. I think they're smart to re-release the game with the you know with the uh, the English actors doing it. 
Yeah, they really should. They they definitely should do it. I think they missed the boat on that deal. And you're actually, if I'm, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're the first uh, or the second English voice actor for Geese Howard ever. I I would you would probably once again probably know more about that than I would I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I I have no idea, but I yeah. He's another one. He's uh, he's a uh, he's a big one too, isn't he? Yeah, because I I think there was yeah there was an anime movie uh, in the early nineties, and that was the last time that we've ever had anyone do an English take on Geese Howard. So. So yeah, you're 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 the second. So was was it a challenge uh, voicing geese? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was it was fun. I had a good time doing him, and uh, um, yeah. I, I how long ago did that come out? I'm trying to remember how long. How long uh, I think that was it. He released towards the end of last year. Okay, all right. So it wasn't that long ago, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was, you, know, you got to remember, I do so many. I, I work every day on something else, so it's it's you know, it all blends together after a while. You know I mean? Yeah. All right, so we're winding down to our last few questions. Um, and my next one, I want to ask you of uh, of all the work that you've done over the years. Um, and I know you answered this earlier with uh, Dorothy, but have you ever had the opportunity of working with other voice actors, such as like Stephen Bloom, Michael T. Coleman? Griffin Burns or uh, anyone. <laughs> well, uh, Steve Bloom and I are good buddies, and we've known each other a long, long time, and we're we're pals. So I see him all the time. We got to work together on Legend of Korra for mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, which was a which was a lot of fun. And we got to do something in that show that w- that I rarely get to do, and that's we get to work with a cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that show was done. Uh, they animated it the old-fashioned way, which is the way they used to do it, but. When they did the Flintstones and the Jetsons and all those old shows, they used to have mm-hmm. all the actors in the room, and they would read, you know, they would act off of each other, which is a real luxury today. And uh, they would perform it, mo- you know, mostly like a radio play, and then they mm-hmm. would animate the radio play. Oh, wow. And it was just, yeah, it was just a great way to work. And unfortunately, because of actors' schedules and everything, it's just really tough to get actors together to record like that. Um, we were fortunate with Legend of Korra that we got to record like that. So I got to work with, you know, uh, 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 J.K. Simmons and uh, Dave, David Faustino and uh, and uh, Janet Varney and mm-hmm. uh, you know, all these incredible, wonderful people that we got to work together uh, in the same room with and act off of, which was, you know, such a, a lovely, lovely luxury. Um there was a there was a uh, an animated series I was directing uh, this last year uh, for Technicolor, and I wanted to re- I wanted to do it that way, but we just couldn't get all the actors together because they were all just very busy actors, and it was insane. It was hard enough to get them there there one at a time to do it, let alone to record it, you know, in the the radio play style. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a wonderful thing if you can do it. I mean, one day I'll do I'll be on something that that's ongoing like that you know like the simpsons i'm 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 fairly certain they they probably recorded that way uh for that but i'm not sure i've never worked on the simpsons so i don't know but 
I'm, I'm thinking that they probably do do a radio play version of that, and that's the way they do it. I can see like a lot of energy, like just bouncing off each of the actors, like just going yeah. back and forth, and it seems like that's a, a much more organic way than having to just sit in a booth and try to you know conceptualize how you should react to another person's lines. So that's exactly that's exactly right. You're, you hit it. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> and uh, obviously, you know, it's it's a better way to work. Uh, the trick is when you're in the booth by yourself, though, you have to imagine if you don't have the tracks. Now, sometimes they have the tracks of the other actors, so you can re so you can react to the other actor mm-hmm. as the, as if they are there because you're hearing them say their lines. Um, but most of the time they do not. So you basically have to kind of read the line before your line mm-hmm. and, and imagine the way they, they said it. But, you know, it really depends on the way the actor delivers the line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's where hopefully the director comes in. If you, if you, you know, wander too far off of the way that he said it, I mean, cause there's a lot of ways to interpret a line and, uh, you know, you, that's why you need the director. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, for example, if you, Let's say your line is, uh, oh, hello, come in and sit down, okay? You're going to say that line different if you want just three. Mm-hmm. You're going to say that line different if your father just died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it depends on what's going on in the the context of, of the moment. Yeah. Hmm. That's, 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 that's very true. Hmm. <laughs> Wow, it gave me something to think about. Right there. Yeah, there <laughs> I messed with your mind. You did. <laughs> oh man, I, I would love to have a podcast with you and Stephen Bloom on. Uh, I feel like I would just be like, "Whoa, I got the voice of God and the voice of Shishio. What, <laughs> what am I gonna do?" <laughs> yeah, Steve, Steve's a great guy. He really is a wonderful guy. He's he's God. He's he's working all the time. He's really busy, so he's doing really well for himself. Yeah, I, I know. I, I reached out to him um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, but yeah, he's he him. He's busy. Uh, Johnny Young Bosch, very very busy. Yeah, uh, Ruben Langdon. I'm like, I'd love to get you guys on, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are some projects or conventions uh, that you have in the works currently that you are allowed to, you know, barring any NDAs, you know, talk okay. about or share? Well, here's here's a good one coming up. We have uh, SAC Anime, which mm-hmm. is in Sacramento, and that's August 31st through September 2nd. And uh, I'm going to be there with Ellen, and we're very excited to be back. This will be our second time at SAC Anime. It's a great convention if you've never been to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be in November 2nd through the 4th. We'll be in Yumacon, uh, which is in Detroit. Um, okay. And then November 10th through the 11th, uh, I'll be at DerpyCon in uh, Morristown, New Jersey. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, and then that's all we have for this year. We have one, one booking already uh, for 2019, which is Anime St. Louis. And uh, that's just going to be me, and that'll be, uh, and that'll be in 2019. But ones we have coming up uh, is uh, the end of this month. At SAC Anime, which is a great one. And then in November, we have the two, uh, November 2nd through the 4th. 
at uh, Anime Yumacon in Detroit, and uh, November 10th through 11th, DerpyCon in Morristown, New Jersey. Awesome. So on a, I would love to see you guys out there, and uh, and you can uh, ask me your questions if we didn't cover anything that uh, on the show. You can ask me uh, questions that you have. I mean, I'm definitely going to ask you this question: How uh, tall are you? <laughs> well, I'm I'm six six. Good lord! <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a big guy. Because every every picture I've seen of you, like when I, when I was googling looking for like a picture for the thumbnail, I'm like he's towering over everyone. <laughs> <How tall is laughs> he? I know, and they, they really hate it too. It's like you know, they're they're always shoving me to the back. You know, get to the back, Richard. To the back. <laughs> so it's you know, it's one of those things you have no control over. But uh, you know, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy being tall. The only the only time I don't like it is when I'm flying, because the seats are so small and cramped. So it's, yeah. it's that's not fun. But uh, yeah, I enjoy being tall, and uh, I, I'm I'm happy I am. See, I'm, I'm, right now I'm like, oh, another person to make me feel short. I'm six two, and all my siblings are taller than me. Even my sisters, they're like six four and taller. Yeah, but you know what? Six two is like the perfect height. It really is. <laughs> it is. It really is. And there's times, you know, listen, uh, I've lost parts on camera because I'm tall. Really? But, you know, it's funny. When I first came out to L.A., mm -hmm. people said to me, you'll never work. You're too tall. And then I started working all the time, and they said, oh, you're working all the time because you're tall. <laughs> so, you know, you can't listen to any of that crap. But, you know, just be happy with what God gave you, and, uh, you know, you make the most of it. We're all dealt a hand. Yeah. It's like in poker. We're all dealt a hand, and you just have to make the best of your hand. Do yeah. whatever you can to make the best of your hand, because everybody... You know, everybody has good stuff and bad stuff, and everyone's dealing with something. And yeah. you know, everybody has some situation that they have to, uh, you know, work through. And uh, you know, you just do the best you can. That's all we can do. Definitely, that's true. Um, I'm actually, you know, as of this week, I'm celebrating two year, two plus years, uh, cancer free. I had colorectal oh. cancer. Oh my I, god! And I beat it. Good for you. <laughs> good Thank for you. you. Well, see. You're you're a tough son of a gun. That's wonderful. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. That, that's a tough one too, isn't it? Yeah, uh, my dad and my um, one of my older brothers went through it. My dad went through it twice. Um, oh my god! Oh I, boy! I went through it uh, 2016 or oh, 2015 to 2016. It was rough, but you know I, I didn't give up. That's one thing my parents put in me is. Yeah. You, don't, you don't take anything lying down. You fight. So, <laughs> well, good for you. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I, uh, I lost my mom to cancer, which was uh, so. I, it's a dreaded disease. And my brother actually had uh, lymph lymph noma, and he beat it. He beat it, and he's uh, he's uh, gone on ten years plus now that he's uh, that he's in remission. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations to you. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad your brother beat it. My condolences for your mother. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a shitty uh, disease, and uh, I wish they would be, uh, you know, spending more uh, effort and energy on uh, curing and preventing it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, you know, if they can find an alternative to just chemo, because chemo is just... Yeah, it's got to be uh it's got to be antiquated at this point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I guess my, my last question to you is um, what advice would you give to fans in the audience here that are trying to audition not only for voice roles but for acting or are sending in voice auditions? Like what, what would you recommend? Like an agent or training? Uh, go to medical school. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Uh, you know, here's the deal. Uh, it's a very tough business. And it's it really has to be something you really, really want to do. Now, I always say to people, I think you should do what you love. Because, you know, our lives are short. And it goes quick. And I've had a lot of people take jobs or known a lot of people that have taken jobs that they don't want to take, but they do it to survive or to pay the bills and they're miserable yeah. and then they get laid off anyway because uh, they're, they're downsizing the company you know what I mean yeah so there's no there's no guarantees in life so my advice to everyone is just basically if it's something you really love and you're good at go for it yeah um, obviously you have to have some talent when it comes to acting you have to you know have some ability if you're not if you're green and you don't really know what you're doing you should take classes you should learn you should study you should train like an athlete yeah. and uh, even with the uh, uh, voice acting you should uh, you know take all kinds of classes and and you should work with mics and you should uh, you know read out loud every day is the best advice I can give to a voice actor because as I said earlier when we go in to do you know 99% of the work that we do in anime or in games you do not see the script ahead of time so you have to cold read a performance you have to know what you're doing when you jump in that booth and you've got to bring it to life so if you're bad at reading then you that's one thing you really have to be excellent at mm -hmm. and uh, so i would i would read aloud every day i would train i would you know do plays i mm -hmm. would study i would take acting classes but with legitimate people because there's a lot of phony balonies out there and you don't want to waste your time or money with those guys yeah um you know look them up uh, make sure they're legitimate people uh, and then and only then when you're competent and confident that, that's when you start looking for an agent to represent you not before you don't want to go in when you don't know what you're doing you know it's like you know trying to get represented as a heart surgeon before you've gone to medical school you know it's like yeah. you don't do that you know what I mean yeah um, you've got to you've got to know what you're doing so then you then you try to get an agent but you continue to do auditions and go do plays and anything anything you can do to help yourself uh, become a better actor and uh, and that's the best advice I can give anybody and uh, and just you know keep doing it now uh, when I first came out to LA I didn't know anybody I, I sold my drum set I had a drum set that my dad gave me and I I sold it for 300 bucks so I had 300 bucks in my pocket and now that was a long time ago but I drove out here, I didn't know anybody, and I've done really well. Uh, is this going to happen for everybody? No. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to happen for some people? Yeah, maybe even better than what I did. Who knows? You know, uh, It just depends on, on how, uh, how good you are. Now, I'm a big believer in the work ethic. I think you'd really need to show up on time and do the work and uh, you know, not get in everybody's way and not step on anyone's toes and be polite and mm -hmm. you know I think those things if you do those things and you work hard and you have talent you will have a career definitely <clears throat>
and apply that audience to every aspect of your life. Yeah, that's right. I think we're we're seeing less and less of that. Unfortunately, we need to see more and more of that. Yeah, you know, because that's what that's what really made this country great is people working hard and doing doing a good job and taking pride in what they created and and what they're working on. You know, I think that pride has kind of gone away. Yeah, and uh, I think we need to bring that back. I agree. I definitely agree. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. Uh, Mr. Epcar, do you have anything you want to leave the audience with? Uh, I just want to say hi to everyone. I, I thank you for, uh, if there's something I've done that you've enjoyed, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, please follow me on Instagram. I would really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm on, I'm obviously on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that, but I really want people on Instagram because I have a really uh, small group on Instagram I'm trying to build <laughs> up. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, uh, and you can feel free to, uh, you know, I'm very good about getting back to people. If you have questions or whatever, you want to hit me up on, you know, on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, ask me a question, I'll, I'll be happy to answer it for you. And, uh, and good luck. If this is something you want to pursue, good luck to you. Yeah, and it's very true, people, because I reached out to him on Twitter. I did not expect him to respond, and he did. I was yeah. like, I checked my phone. I was like, wait, did Richard Epcar actually respond to me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, I don't understand these guys that just won't answer anybody. I don't know what that's all about, but, you know, whatever. You know it's what's, you know what's funny? Um because I, I also do YouTube, like I do video game streams and, and different videos and whatnot, but that same mentality is very prevalent in YouTube. Um, yeah. Where, you know, I'm, I'm a relatively small channel because there's, there's really not many of us in here in Hawaii that do YouTube. I'm probably one of four. Yeah. And, you know, I've only got so many, like 2,000 or so subscribers, but my, my podcast is significantly bigger than my, my YouTube, but... When I reach out to other YouTubers, like, hey, you know, can I have you on my show? I'd like to interview you, or would you like to collab? They're like, no, you don't have enough subscribers. I'm like, you only have, like, 50 or so more than me. Yeah, you're too small for me to work with. So there's a lot of that on YouTube, which is it, it's yeah. very funny. It's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> I think, but, you know, just ignore them and move on to the next. That's all. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's all I do. <laughs> part of hawaii do you live in uh i live in honolulu um i'm actually five minutes away from waikiki that's that's okay. where i live <laughs> well my wife and i when we got married we we took our honeymoon in maui and Ooh. we have not been back to the island since and i would love to go back at some point and and see it so i'm 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 hoping that we'll get invited to a convention there but it doesn't seem like that's ever gonna happen so i don't hey. know maybe one day Hey, get back to I, I can round up some people to try and make this happen. I know people. Well, that would here. be wonderful. <laughs> We'd love that. Would definitely love to have you out here. I'd def definitely love to meet you. I'm I'm rarely ever in L.A. Uh, sometimes when I go there, I just go there for trainings. But yeah, I you know it'd be an honor to meet you in person, and I'll I'll see what I can do to round up you know the community out here because you you have a strong fan, fan base out here. You really do. Oh, that's great. That's nice to know. That's really nice to know. Well, I'd love to go out there. I'd love to go back and see it. I'm sure it's changed a lot since I was there, but, uh, you know, it's it was really sure beautiful when we went there, and I'd love to see it again. Yeah, definitely. And I'll make sure to leave links to 
uh, your social media outlets from Twitter to Instagram to Facebook. I leave those uh, in the description of this podcast. And, okay, great. Uh, definitely, people, if you haven't already, make sure you go and follow him, uh, Mr. Epicar. On I keep calling you Mr. Epicar. I'm not sure if you're comfortable with me calling you Richard. <laughs> you can call me Richard. It's okay. Okay. It, it's it's just the 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 Simone and me. I actually like, prefer when you call me the voice of God, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, everyone, make sure you go follow the voice of God <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up uh, Richard Epcar, and yes. there you go. Make sure you go through, you support him. Let him know um, all the work he's done. If you appreciate it, definitely let him know. Thank you. I, and, pre- I appreciate that. And uh, this podcast will be up in a couple hours on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. And I'm I'm very much thinking this is going to be another one of the top shows. I mean, I think the last show I did, the last two ones I've done with uh, Michael T. Coleman and Dorothy Fawn, they hit currently over 13 million downloads and listens. So wow. We're, we're going to have the voice of God who's going to raise it up to, I'm seeing 30, 30, 40 million. So. And, and please send me the link, too, and I'll promote it on my social media. Definitely will do. Definitely will do. All right. All right. And um, that just about wraps up this episode. If you guys liked it, please make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe. If you follow us on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Mikhail Casanova. If it's on iTunes, Google Play, or any other podcast outlets, just look up The Casanova Podcast. And make sure you follow my guests, again, The Voice of God, on Twitter, (laughs) Instagram, and Facebook. And with that being said, uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. So long. Did you enjoy this episode of the Casanova Podcast? Well, I hope you did. And if you did, please make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe. And let us know what we can improve upon, what you liked, what you didn't like, and all that good stuff. And just make sure you always have a good time. That being said, this is your boy, Mikhail Casanova, my wife's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out, and I'll catch you on the next episode.